Hey friends, I know how busy this time of the year is. And as much as I love home-cooked meals, sometimes there is just not enough time. But I have good news for you. Factor offers delicious, ready-to-eat meals, which can make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with your pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. There are two-minute meals, so you can fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. They have snacks and smoothies and more. There's a wide variety of options and 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that will help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. So head over to factormeals.com forward slash swanson50 and use code swanson50 to get, you guessed it, 50% off. That's code Swanson50 over at factormeals.com forward slash Swanson50, and you're going to get 50% off. No prep, no mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Yay for that. I'll be linking over in show notes as well, but go check it out and tell me how you enjoy your Factor meals. Christian Parenting. Aloha friends, welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast, powered by Christian Parenting and hosted by my mom, Monica Swanson. On the Boy Mom Podcast, it is our goal to provide you with practical advice and biblical wisdom for raising boys in this sometimes crazy world. You can find show notes for the podcast over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. We're so glad you're here. try to keep distractions out of our home, things that tear us apart from each other, really. Sometimes you can allow things to creep into your home that you don't even realize are separating you. And I think that's an important thing to look at, right? If, if you feel like your family relationships or the sibling bonds just aren't as strong as you'd like them to be, just look at what distractions maybe you're allowing into your family and your home, and then maybe make a change. Aloha, friends. How's everybody doing? I hope you're doing great. You are just listening to the voice of Amy Carney, who I am so excited to share with you today. Amy has earned all my respect as a hashtag boy mom. She is a boy mom to triplet sons. She's also got a daughter and another son. And oh my goodness, she is incredible. The more we talked, the more I felt like, okay, I want to get together and just continue to swap stories because I feel like we have a very similar heart for our families. Amy is the author of the book Parent on Purpose, which is excellent. We'll be linking to that in show notes and some of our conversation will draw from that book today. But what I really wanted to talk to Amy about was how she raised her, especially her three sons all at once, to be strong in their bond with one another, but also strong as individuals. And as a very intentional parent, Parenting on Purpose, Amy has a lot to say about this, some things she did very intentionally that I think will encourage and inspire everyone out there listening, whether you have all boys, boys and girls, any kind of mix. Uh, I love what she shared and I was super inspired and encouraged myself. One thing I like to remind listeners, because I hear from you all the time, is that sibling bond does not always come naturally, nor does it always come at an early age. I know people hear about my boys, my college boys who are best friends or all my boys and how well they get along. And yes, some of that is just an incredible gift that I can't explain. Some of it, I believe, does come from years of intentionality at home. But the truth is, I hear from people who are like, but I have a five and a seven-year-old and they fight all the time, or even junior high age, all the way into the teenage years, people are concerned because their kids might squabble and not get along, and they're worried that means they'll never be close. And I want to encourage you, if that is you, that that is completely normal, that my boys did go through plenty of different seasons where they squabbled, where they fought. They still do sometimes, but I think how we handle that, some of the intentional things we can do as parents will help them come back together, grow through that, become closer friends, and learn a lot of life skills that will apply to other relationships as well. So don't give up. Don't be uh, discouraged if you feel like you're not seeing that happen naturally in your home. Just give it some time, keep praying, and keep being intentional, and I think you'll see the fruit of it later. Okay, guys, well, I'm super excited to share this interview. I think you're going to love Amy's no-nonsense style of parenting and her heart. And so without further ado, 
I'm going to dive in, let you listen in as Amy Carney and I talk about raising siblings united yet unique. I hope you enjoy. Well, hey, Amy, welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, you are a boy mom if there ever was one and a special boy mom. So I can't wait to share you with all the listeners. Why don't you just dive in and tell people uh, about yourself and your family? Okay, awesome. Well, I'm Amy Carney and I've been married to my husband, Keith, uh, for 22 years now. I almost forgot, right? Once you get over the 20 mark, it's like, what? Are, how yep. long? Um, my husband was a pro uh, NHL player. So we spent a lot of years traveling around and we, um, our firstborns, uh, 19 years ago or triplets, triplet boys. Um, and so right out, out of the gate, it became boy mom times three. Crazy. <laughs> um, and then the uh-huh. Lord blessed us with a daughter actually 18 months after the boys. So that was super fun. So I was kind of thrown right into motherhood, like Oh, from wow. zero, I know, zero to four <laughs> kids in 18 months. I mean, cannot imagine. <laughs> so oh. that's all I know, you know, and then, uh, and then we actually adopted uh, a son out of the foster care system here in Arizona, uh, almost four years ago. So that's, that's us. And so, uh, our five kids. Yeah. And we just launched off our triplets to three various States to college um, one, one's playing hockey and then two are in, in college in North Carolina, Colorado, and Washington. So it's been a super bittersweet, um, beautiful time in our family, as you know, oh, yes. <laughs> you've been launching as well. So yes, but man, three at once, I, I just know. can't, I mean, there is everything about having three at once. I can't imagine. I'm like, <laughs> I just, from the, from the, you know, pregnancy to the whole process of raising them and then launching them. I just cannot imagine all that you have learned and gone through and wow, you are, you deserve a whole bunch of medals. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so, but, um, but it's been uh, fun. The journey has certainly, uh, been, been a blessing. So I, I have to just hear when you found out you were having triplets, tell me, just walk <laughs> us through that. Well, I have to tell you that, uh, first I was, I was pregnant with quadruplets. So oh, yeah. Wow. So that, wow. I mean, that yeah. quadruplets is very different even yeah. than triplets. And so, mm-hmm. um, we actually miscarried one in the, mm-hmm. in the first trimester, which actually was a, was a blessing because then triplets sounded easy, you know, (laughs) so, you know, and honestly getting healthier triplets, you know, here is is much easier than uh, quads. So, but then here comes my daughter right after. So I did get my my four. Oh my goodness. Yes, you did. And, and that, I don't know, that might be even harder because going through a pregnancy with triplets, I just, yeah, my mind is blown imagining any of this, but I, but I got to experience a singleton pregnancy, which was I don't know why people mm. complain about that because <laughs> that was like, you guys. A walk is, in the park. <laughs> this, yeah, so it was a lot of fun, you know, for me to get an experience, you know, oh. to experience that after, you yes. know, a tumultuous pregnancy um, with her brothers. Yes. So. Oh, wow. Okay. So we could just talk all day about, I'm just so curious because my first three were each about two years apart, you know, just that process of raising them in the early years and how hectic and, and yet fun and crazy that was. So I, I'm just again, I'm still trying to wrap my brain around having three little ones all at once. So that is so much fun. Well, tell us a little bit more because then I want to dive in and just talk about this topic of sibling relationships. I'm just, I love, I'm so passionate about everything we're going to talk about, but also tell us about your writing and what you do professionally. Yes. So I uh, wrote a book called Parent on Purpose. It launched uh, in 2019 and it started out because our family in 2000. Uh, 14, we pulled out of life and we can talk more about why, but we bought an RV and traveled around the entire US, except for Hawaii. We couldn't get out to you, uh, but <laughs> no. we did travel there before. But um, so we traveled around for seven months um, in an RV regrouping. Wow. Um, and so I had started my blog. I used to be a journalist. And so I started a blog on along that trip and did some freelance writing. And when we, re- we returned home, I was being asked to write a book about our trip. And so mm. that's what I was working on. That's what I was doing. And then it turned into something else. It turned into to me writing about the heart of our trip and how mm. we ended up in that RV in the first place and mm. what we learned along the way and how we've changed everything about the way we lead and raise our kids. So Wow. Yeah. Wow. 
So good. I've I've read the book and love your heart. I just feel like, you know, you and I could talk all day. I feel like we have <laughs> such a, a similar heart for our kids and our families. And I've always dreamt of taking an RV trip across the country. So you're you kind of lived my dream. Was that <laughs> was that wonderful? I mean, I, I know oh a little bit gosh. about it from reading, but it was a, a a mixed bag, I'm sure. It was, yes. Oh, it was, I mean, it was amazing and crazy and uh-huh. none of us want to do it again, but, um, no, it so was glad you did it. Yeah. We weren't a, I mean, the funny thing is we weren't a camping homeschooling family. Like that was nothing uh, right. who we were. And so it was just really out of our comfort zone, which was really amazing. And, and I'm proud of us for jumping off mm-hmm. out and doing that because, yeah. um, it, it brought us all so much closer together, which was the whole point. We were living a very disconnected lives, the six of us. And, um, and that's and, just because you were so busy doing like, tell, tell us kind of what that looked like before you took off on the RV trip. Right. Well, my husband was, um, so after he retired playing, he started coaching with the Chicago Blackhawks. And so we were living in Arizona. I was raising the kids and he was flying in and out. And, um, wow. after a few, few years of this, I remember I was sitting at my son, one of my son's, um, like honors band concert. And I'll never forget it because I had, you know, flown around in my suburban, dropping somebody off at hockey, somebody off at soccer and somebody else somewhere else. And then I flew in that auditorium right as the lights were going Mm -hmm. down, found a seat and I just, tears just poured down Mm -hmm. my face. It was like, what, what are we doing? What kind of life is this? This is not how I envisioned our family to be. And, um, and then, so I had a a conversation heart to heart with my husband and he agreed. And, and so he Mm -hmm. decided he would quit that job and, um, he had the idea of buying the RV and doing that. And I thought, well, that's never going to happen, but it, okay. Mm. I told him if you, you do it, I'm in. And, wow. uh, and he did it. <laughs> so oh, you have a good man. Yes. Yes. And so, I mean, that was not easy and that's no. a very hard decision for him to make. And then while he was on the RV trip, he decided he did not want to go back to work. Um, and so he's still home <laughs> six, oh. six years later. Um, wow. I know. So there's been its challenges, you know, with, because I think with every courageous decision we make in our lives yes. and in our parenting, there are consequences, right? To mm-hmm. that good and bad, yes. but it's also allowed me, it's freed me up to do my work, to do my writing, mm-hmm. to do my speaking. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I've got a new product coming out in January. I've started a product line. And so I'm getting to have a lot of fun working while he's home helping me with the the family and the home. So totally. Oh, that is just awesome. What an <laughs> inspiring story. I absolutely love it. Well, and I I think more of your story will come up as we dive into some questions I have for you. Um because we want to talk about you know, raising your boys, but all of us raising our kids and how we can raise brothers or I'll just say siblings. I know there's some mm-hmm. sisters in there too. <laughs> who are strong in their bond with one another, but also raising them to be strong individuals. And so I know that your book, Parent on Purpose, which I'll link to in show notes, great book. I hope everyone can get it. Let's let's kind of dive into what that covers as far as the framework and how that leads us in this conversation. Can you just cover some of that framework of your book? Awesome. Yep. So my book is broken down into three parts. Um, the first part is lead on purpose, and it's all about um, helping us strengthen ourselves as individuals and as parent leaders first, because I think mm-hmm. if we don't do that, then totally. it's, it's you know, the rest of it is very, can be very difficult. Yeah, totally. um, and so the second part is uh, love on purpose, and that's how can we strengthen our family unit and our family story. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, the final piece to the book is launch on purpose, and that's mm-hmm. about how do we strengthen our children for adulthood. Because that's yep. our end goal for all of us, yes. right? We are launching these children that the Lord has, you know, blessed yes. us with for this short time, and then they're to to go make their way in the world. And I don't know, we are kind of forgetting that a lot of times in society today. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the three three parts. Yes, and as far as raising kids to have this strong relationship with one another, but being you know, uniquely strong individuals, you really talk about being proactive in that. And tell us some of the ways that you've been proactive in doing that. Oh my gosh. Well, I think you, you have to be proactive in that. I I look back at my childhood and I grew up with one sister. Mm -hmm. I'm the oldest of two. And, um, and I have never been very close in my relationship with, with her. We are, we are in relationship, but it's just not what Mm -hmm. I had, I don't know, desired maybe. And what I did. So I wanted different for my children. Sure. But what I found out is that you have to nurture that. You have yes. to nurture the the relationship in your home because every individual, every child is different. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and and um, I think it takes proactive, purposeful 
you know, parenting and, and family life to, to kind of help nurture these relationships. And so I wasn't doing a great job at that because I was so hectic. I mean, yes. life was busy and I just was trying to tackle the tasks of the day, totally. which a lot of us, right. And, and then we got to a point where I, that before the RV trip, I realized this is not, you know, I'm going to launch these kids and I'm going to see them all separate without mm. the strong foundation mm. and relationships that I had hoped to give them. So, yeah, so I decided to, you know, just slow down, figure out what in the world do I want, you know, out of this season mm-hmm. of full-time parenthood? How, how, totally. How do I want to um, be leading these kids and how do we want to be raising them? And so I developed this, um, what I call a parenting purpose statement. It's mm-hmm. kind of a mission statement for, yep. for my parenting. Um, yep. And so we did that on the RV trip and we kind of, I had all these questions and we wrote out, what is it that we do want? What are we striving for? What are our goals? Mm-hmm. And one of yeah. our main goals, well, two of them were, you know, raising our kids, you know, strong individuals that are strong in their sibling bond. Yeah. Um, but how do we do that? Is you sure. know, is, That's yeah. the question, right? Mm-hmm. But once we've claimed that, I think once yes. we, right, that's the thing we have to slow down and, and like, I have to write it out. So I yes. just believe in that. Yes. Um, and so writing out our goals and saying that and claiming it. Um, then it became, okay, you know, well, now how yes. are we going to do this? Right. And, um, and taking that to the Lord, I, you know, like, mm-hmm. and letting him guide, guide, yeah. guide as well. So, yes, I love that. And I'm thinking, you know, some of us are like, well, it'd be great if we could pull out of life and go get on an RV and have time to do this. But I'm thinking a purpose statement for your family does not require you to be gone for a year of your life or nine months or anything. Oh no. You really can take the time to pull away and just, I mean, I think what you experienced was just that moment of knowing you don't want to have regrets. Yes. And and I think if, if anyone, whatever age your kids are, has that moment where you're just like, oh my goodness, <laughs> these days are slipping by, what can we do? I mean, a, an evening, a weekend, any amount of time to just pull away and, and think about that. Think about what do we want this to look like down the road? I just love that you took the time to do it. And I think anyone can take the time to do that. Yes, and I actually created a, a workbook to to help people to, with the exact okay. questions I asked myself. It's in the it's in my book um, too as well, and you can see in the sure. back of my book my uh, exact parenting purpose statement to get ideas. But I yeah, I don't I don't ever recommend <laughs> going in an RV necessarily. <laughs> for, you know, like that's I mean, you know, but but you do have to take the time if it's you a do. you know mm-hmm. if it's an hour two hour coffee with your spouse yes. by yourself. I mean, we can all carve out the time um, because we yes. have to, yes. you know, society is so busy um, mm-hmm. and so hectic. And I really feel like um, it, we have to make that time to claim yes. our goals. It. And, I love uh, it. and then it's, yeah. then it's exciting to, to work on living them out. It, it really is. And I'm not sure what your kids were like last um, New Year's we gathered as a family. I kept saying, you know, I want to write something, a, you know, an updated family mission statement for all of us in the season we're in. And of course, at first the kids were like, ah, we're going to watch a movie tonight. You know, no, mm-hmm. not tonight. You know, they kept putting it off. And I'm like, <laughs> I pulled out a whiteboard and I put my oldest son in charge and I'm like, come on, help us. And everyone gathered. And pretty soon, you know, I was like, I promise 30 minutes, but like an hour and a half went by. And we were like, everyone was throwing out their words and thoughts. And we were like having so much fun crafting this family purpose statement. So I think sometimes even if kids are resistant, they end up really enjoying the process. Oh, for sure. And that's, I hear that a lot. Yes, of course mm-hmm. the kids are going to be resistant. I mean, teenagers are <laughs> resistant, right? Right. But it doesn't, and, I, and too many times I see people, well, they just give up, right? Well, they don't want to sure. do it. Well, guess yeah. what? Mine don't want to either. But like you said, you you just, you, you co- coach them through it and you have fun yes. doing it. And totally. that's what makes a close family is, you yes. know, not giving so up good. into all of their, I don't want to's. Right. Um, you know, and sometimes just pulling them in and, uh, and, and I, I agree. We our our family mission statement is simple. It's just, mm-hmm. I am third and it's mm-hmm. all over our home in different ways. And then we can constantly go back to that. How are we living that out? Mm-hmm. How good, you know, and we can yes. call family it's a meetings. filter, right? Yeah. You can a put filter. everything through that. Yes. yes. Oh, yes. so good. Okay. Everyone should definitely get a copy and, and make their own family mission statement. I love that. Um, well, I don't then, do a family mission. I do the parenting because I feel like it's different because if we don't claim our that, parenting first and then sure. claim the family after. So I, yeah, mind the parenting purpose statement. No, that is, that is excellent. Yes. And we will be sure to link to that. And again, anytime you can be intentional. I mean, I think that's setting the stage for the kids to follow. So 
That is so good. Okay, well, let's hop on to how you practically did some of this as far as, you know, I know there were times that you purposely brought your kids together, but there were other times that you purposely separated them. Tell us what that looked like. Well, we, um, for one thing, we, we purposely have always had our boys share one bedroom. Mm-hmm, um, so it. they used to share one crib and, and mm-hmm. then, you know, still there's three big full-size beds in this room. I mean, a, a bunk bed, it looks, I know I say it's not an orphanage. It's really the boys, you know, bedroom. <laughs> but my husband was actually adamant about that, which I uh-huh. love because he grew yeah. up sharing a room with his brothers and he had to, because they had a smaller home. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't have to but we chose to. And I've just seen so many beautiful things um, come from that. Yeah. I mean, but it also makes a lot more mess and noise, right? And (laughs) sure. (laughs) Yep. But having them share the same space, I I just, I think helps them, you know, in their bond. But I totally agree. Do we've done the same. Yeah, we've done the same thing with my my older boys always shared a room and the younger two, even though they're separated by over six years, um, we still have had them share a room, even though there's been an open room much of mm-hmm. the time. I really don't regret it. I think it's it's been one of the keys to them bonding. So I always encourage people to do the same thing. So I love that. Oh, I love that because I rarely yeah. hear that anymore because now we have uh-huh. bigger homes and everyone has yeah. their own bathroom. And I think this is yeah. one of the downfalls of... Mm-hmm. Families today is is that we're giving you know our kids all their own space, which is wonderful. I would have loved to have that when I was growing up, right? Sure. But, yes. But you lose something when you, you when you do mm-hmm. that, I think. And so yes, I agree. Yeah, and I don't think it's. I mean, everyone has to figure out what works best for their yes. kids, and depending on a lot of different circumstances, I'm sure there's good reason to sometimes have a child have their own room. But I agree, those late night talks. I mm-hmm. hear. I would stand outside my teenager's mm-hmm. bedroom and just hear them talking and. And just there, yeah, it's it's really special. And when else in life are they going to be alone in a room? Like they might as well get used to sharing space because college, marriage, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. this. Yeah, it's yeah. Good. I, I think it's really good because now that they're all off, you know, and rooming, uh, uh-huh. you know, with, with strangers. Because I yep. my my thing was they making sure you don't have a roommate who's been an only child because like mm-hmm. they're they may not be used to it, but you're so you could sleep next to anyone because you're totally, you know, you're used to it. So, um, yeah, like you said, in not all families, that's going to work, but I want to encourage, um, people who, you know, to, Mm -hmm. to go old school and try it, you know, and yeah. And that's a beautiful thing I saw with that actually was we did have a free bedroom. Um, when the Lord put adoption on our heart, we had a, had a room and, and it was, we always called it a creative room. I kept a creative like art room for the kids. So, Mm. cause I think that's important raising boys. Sometimes we, you know, forget Mm -hmm. that, that it's yes. good for boys to be creative and, um, 100%. You know. <laughs> so, um, so it was great because we had an open room for him. So yeah. So good. Um, okay. How about yeah. some other ways you either kept your boys together or apart? Well, another thing we always have tried to do, I think, um, was protect the sibling relationships as far as, um, we love having friends over. We, <laughs> I'm big mm-hmm. in, you know, friendships, but then we mm-hmm. protected that too. We never really did sleepovers. We never mm-hmm. allowed, really allowed our kids to sleep out or um, mm-hmm. had many people over either. We uh, mm-hmm. obviously, I don't have many extra beds or much much space. But um, <laughs> yeah. I just that was for us. That's a way that yes. we just never really let friendships come between the siblings, the kids, mm. um, yeah. and we just wanted that for us. But we also never had a video game systems. Okay. Yeah. So I love, um, we're talking real old school here. You're, you're yeah. I mean, I, I love, no, I'm, tr- I'm on board with you. It's good stuff. Keep going. We've, we've tried to, well, you know why? Because we've tried to keep distractions out of our home. Things that, that, you know, tear us apart from each other, really. Yes, I mean, the boys yes. have played Wii together and things like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying yeah. we did, but, but sometimes you can allow things to creep into your home that you don't even realize are separating you. And I think that's an important thing to look at, right? If if, yes. if you feel like your family relationships or the sibling bonds just aren't as strong as you'd like them to be, just look at what distractions maybe you're allowing um, into your mm-hmm. family and your home and then maybe make a change. 
right? That is so good. I, I'm just going to add to that and, and agree with you because so often I hear from moms who are like, I don't know why my boys don't want to spend time with each other. But I think you're right. If you look at their days and go, well, that one's on a video game all the time. That one's always with a friend. Mm-hmm. You know, what if those two things weren't options and they had to do something together? Because sometimes yes. when kids are forced to be together, and I say the same thing about taking vacations. I know some families love to bring a friend with them. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say there's anything wrong with that, but I'm like, I'm kind of a believer in, in just taking family vacations. It's just your family because then the kids are kind of forced to learn to get along and play and enjoy one another. hundred percent. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and we've had that kind of with my daughter a little bit. Um, cause she's like, well, can I bring a friend? You know, she's the only girl. No, mm-hmm. no, your brothers are oh, your friends. Good, good um, job, mom. You're tough. Yeah. I like no, you. <laughs> it's, not, it's not about being tough, but I know what my but, but I mean, is, That's right? what I mean. You, you have convictions that you trust and believe. And when you do that, and I've been, this theme seems to be coming up a lot lately, but I believe that gives your kids a sense of security because if mom and dad know this is actually really good and someday you're going to be glad we did this, you mm-hmm. have that confidence that gives your kids that security that they need that, you know, this is the right thing. So I, I love it when you don't waver in those convictions. Right. And, and you touched on something just a minute ago that I fully believe and talk about is that um, we've got to raise our kids to rely on one another too. And that's can be, you know, a difficult one, but I, I think we've um, tried to, you know, we, we've always expected them to do chores, you know, help around mm-hmm. the house. One other thing, when they started to drive, um, we bought one kind of old car and mm-hmm. they all had to share it. So mm-hmm. it was perfect because wow. they had to figure out who, who schedules, you know, yeah. schedules and who was going to help pick up and who, uh. and, uh, and let me tell you something, it was a pain. Like it's, you know, it is not <laughs> It would have been easy. easier to buy three cars, <laughs> oh. right? Well, that's the thing. All of this would be easier. I mean, we can do easier. Like if you just get them all their separate stuff, it is easier, but it's not going to strengthen their sibling relationships, which is our goal. Hey friends, I hope you are enjoying this conversation and there's more yet to come, but I wanted to pause real quick to just point you to something on my website that maybe you haven't discovered before and I want to make sure you don't miss it because it might eventually go away. On my homepage over at monicaswanson.com, just plain and simple monicaswanson.com, if you scroll down, you are going to see two free gifts. These are two things I worked hard on and put together right around the time my book Boy Mom was launched. One of them is called five ways to connect with your son with five recipes to help get you there faster. And this is just a little document sharing some really helpful connecting points for moms and sons, as well as some of our tried and true favorite boy mom, boy approved recipes, because we all know that the way to a man's heart at any age is through his stomach. People have really enjoyed getting that and trying those recipes. Also, the other free download is um, 12 scripture-based prayers for your kids. This is great for boys or girls. People have loved this. They've asked for more. But the thing is, these live right there on the homepage of my website. You are welcome to grab those anytime, download them, use them. Um, And in time, I may be taking those away to add something new. So I just wanted to give you a heads up. If you haven't grabbed them yet, be sure to go there today, monicaswanson.com. Scroll down and you will see them. And now we'll get back to our conversation with Amy. Okay, can I hop back? Because I know somebody out there is like, oh, I wish that they had camped out there longer. The sleepover topic. Mm-hmm. I I agree with you. I've written a blog post about where we're, we stand on sleepovers. And I think you and I are probably on the about the exact same page. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll link to my post. And if you have written at all about sleepovers, then I'll link to that as well in show notes. But I want to hear if you had pushback either from your kids or from your friends. How did you navigate? Because I think a lot of people that read my blog post about, I, I say that we have a no sleepover um, with exceptions rule. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, there are exceptions sometimes, whether it's, you know, family members or dad and mom need to travel and Mm -hmm. we have, and um, sometimes maybe before a surf contest, we'll have our son stay with somebody because it just is by necessity. But our general rule, and I I believe it has worked so well because we say our general rule is no. And that way, when somebody's invited over, it's not like, oh, your family's creepy. So we're saying no, or (laughs) or, we're afraid of you. We're just saying our general rule is no. And then if we do have that exception, nobody can say like, but... 
because there are exceptions. So we have felt like it really helps us to have that general rule in place. And that has helped us because people are like, oh, but isn't it awkward? Don't you have friends who are offended? And I'm like, no, I think having the general rule has made it a lot better. Tell me how you've navigated that or if it's even been an issue. Oh my gosh. Well, I love that so much because I actually, I didn't even know that about you and your family having the same. um, That's exactly what we say. No sleepovers Mm -hmm. with exceptions. Right. Um, right. (laughs) You know what? I don't really know what other people think about it. I don't, I don't know. So you haven't Um, had anyone confront you and be like, why won't you let your son stay over? Or no one's um, had to deal with that. Maybe, (laughs) but not where, no, I don't think so. I think they just think I have so many kids. I know like my daughter, we would, you know, I got more pushback from her, obviously. And, you know, the kids Mm -hmm. not understanding, Mm -hmm. but that's okay. I don't need their, you know, happiness. (laughs) Their happiness is not my goal, you know, my number one goal, but we would just make that family rule. Like you said, so it's just easier because this is what we do. And I will come Mm -hmm. pick you up. I will come Mm -hmm. pick you up at 11 o'clock or whatever, um, whatever our time is, but you are not sleeping over. Um, Mm -hmm. And that is our family rule. And yeah, we got more pushback from in our own home than I did from other people. I actually think, I feel like other people were um, like, wow, like as a positive thing, like that you're actually making a a different choice. Maybe people are talking about my, about me behind my back, probably, but (laughs) I never, (laughs) I never, and and I'm one to always laugh about things. Like I, I don't take any of this that serious, you know what I mean? Like but I don't need anyone else to I don't approve know, or approve of my endorse. <laughs> no, endorse. It's it's okay because I actually I know I'm making a choice against the green. Um, yes, and, upstream. And, I love it. Yeah, and mm. and that's okay. It's okay. Yeah. And but I think I if more people could courageously do what it is they want to do, I think that you know <sighs> I, I just so on board with that. Yeah, that's that's my big encouragement, and that I hear from a lot of a lot of my um, readers and followers that that I that me living that way and you living that way, right? Mm-hmm. Co- making mm-hmm. courageous decisions for our family yes. helps other yes. people make these courageous choices they, they really want to make, but they feel bad doing. So good. Yes. Everybody be courageous. Don't be afraid. And <laughs> right. Yeah. The, the backstory for me is I was inspired and I, I do tell this story in boy mom as well that, um, I had a friend, you know, I just had one little boy. Uh, my oldest Josiah was just, you know, not even two years old yet. And I was at a friend's house who had kids a few years older and her son had a buddy over playing and he ran up to his mom and he said, Oh, so-and-so invited me to sleep over tonight. Can I go? And she's like, Oh, she's like, no, the Johnson's don't do sleepovers. And her son was like, okay, mommy. And just, you know, happily walked away. And I looked at her and I'm like, well, that was easy. And she's like, oh yeah, he doesn't really want to sleep over. He feels so uncomfortable. She's like, but he feels like he has to ask because his friend invited him. And so we just use that rule. And I was like, okay, that is magic. I love it. So that inspired me. And that's kind of what we followed ever since. Okay. I want to move along because there's so many more good things. I want to talk about how you focus on cultivating a playful home and what that looks like and how, you know, practically speaking, how others can do the same. Well, I just, I think sometimes like with boys, sometimes we forget, you know, to be silly, to be, to be, be playful, to just joke around and laugh. And, um, I feel like, I don't know, raising sons is a little more serious or something, but, um, (laughs) but we, we've always looked at, okay, say for example, gift giving at the holidays, right. And they're asking Mm -hmm. for the Xbox and they're asking for the new iPhone or they're asking for the, um, we've never, uh, given into that because we see those as ways that are going to separate them, how we kind of talked about earlier. Yep. And so instead we invest in, in play things that are going to bring them together, family games, creative ways, books, whatever mm-hmm. it is that we feel like, you know, they're still mm-hmm. going to enjoy, but it's going to strengthen their relationships. Then that's what we do. I also I talk about in my book and believe like our family d- dinner table is mm-hmm. a place where we play together. Yep. I mean, love it. And that is my kids don't know that I feel that way about it or see it that mm-hmm. way. But that, uh, to me, is our biggest playground is our family dinner table. Mm, I love and that. We, we tell us yeah. about the candle of honor because that's a family <laughs> dinner table thing, right? Yeah. Well, it's more gone by the wayside the older they've gotten. But that was another way. So um, when they were younger, there's this thing called the candle of honor that I had heard about a tradition. And so what it is is each night or whenever you're at the table, take turns honoring a different child for something that they, you know, a character trait they've shown that day, something that they accomplished, just Mm. um, honoring, taking turns, honoring each other um, in a simple way was one way that I could begin to, you know, show the, the uniqueness in each 
person in our family to celebrate that. I wanted my kids to always celebrate each other mm-hmm. for who they are, who the Lord has made them to be. And because they are different, we are all different. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we did that a lot when they were younger and we will still pull it out once in a while for certain things, but we don't do it nightly I love anymore. That. So you, you, it was nightly. It was something each night you had passed the candle to somebody and just really focus on them. Yeah. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. they, you know, they would, they would blow it out and we would clap and, but Aww. I always say in the beginning, it doesn't start out so pretty because other kids think they should have sure. earned it, right? Yes, and, of course. <laughs> so that's why you got to kind of keep it going so they understand that, you know, your time will come and- That's um, right. Yeah, and, and, and yeah, being able to focus on a sibling and not themselves, that's yes. a healthy, healthy- Thing to work on from the time they're young. I love that. And I just love the idea of celebrating often. I think sometimes we hold back and we're like, oh, wait for a holiday, wait for a big occasion, but celebrating every day, that is just so cool. Oh yeah. I think we have so much to celebrate, even in this year 2020, right? I mean, there's still little beautiful moments that we yes. can celebrate. And so I've really totally. been trying to pull those out to, you know, mm. <laughs> to keep our family joy-filled and Yes. And focused on what's really important. Yes, we need that. I love it. Okay, now because of your stage your boys are in right now, we got to talk about the launch. Tell us mm-hmm. what that's mm-hmm. been like. And I have a feeling you're, well, you've already touched on it. I mean, you started thinking about the launch from the time they were very young. Yes. Uh, so how has that played out? Are you glad you've done it the way you have? And what advice do you have for people listening? Oh my gosh. Well, I am so, so thankful right now that I saw this launch coming long ago. (laughs) I started preparing for this long ago because I knew if I didn't, I would be an absolute wreck right now Mm. with, you know, my, my three sons gone and away. And, um, and I have to tell you, I haven't shed a tear yet. I, um, Mm. you know, it's been super heart tugging. It's, um, the worst part is coming to my family dinner table now and seeing all these empty chairs. That's Mm -hmm. difficult, but I've known this is coming. It's, it comes for all of us. And so I, uh, my husband just said to me that other night, I'm like, aren't you proud of me? Like I haven't fallen apart or I haven't, and he goes, mm-hmm. I know he said, Amy, but you, you've, you've raised them with no regrets. Like you, yeah. you, and, yes. and I could cry just saying that, but it's so yeah. true. Yeah. It's true. So <laughs> my, my launch has been easier mm. because of that. I think that I have, um, you know, I felt like I really proactively loved on them and lived out that role. Mm-hmm. And now it's, now it's time for them to launch. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, difficult. It's also very exciting and uh, fun to watch them now grow. Yes. They're in three very spread apart places. Mm -hmm. Are the three of them staying closely connected? How how have you intentionally helped them continue to be bonded while they're separated? Yes. Well, thank goodness for technology, right? I mean, it's so easy now, I mean, for us to connect, but we do weekly Zoom um, family Mm, calls and it's so much fun. And everybody, you know, Sunday evening, usually or Monday, we've, we all pop on at the same time and it's just never long enough, but it's, it's beautiful. And and uh, we can catch up with everybody. And then we've got a family text going that, you know, people can pop on and say whatever they want to say. And um, and then we're just all looking forward to the holidays and everybody yes. is back home. But one of the ways that I really um, knew that I wanted to set myself up for success, because like I said, I knew, you know, launching three at the same time is a big deal. Yeah. And so I knew that I didn't want this to be the first time that I mm. was in our home without them. So yeah. we started sending them away to sleep away summer camp. Um, mm-hmm. when, they, when we got back from that RV trip, they were 13 mm-hmm. and the Lord um, orchestrated it beautifully because I had no idea about summer camp or anything. Mm-hmm. I thought summer camp was for parents who didn't want to be with their kids. I didn't understand <laughs> um, the beauty of it. And so um, we ended up sending them off to Canacook, which is in Branson, Missouri. And I write a lot about that on my blog because that mm-hmm. was probably more for me to be able to mm-hmm. know that I can live without them. But Aww. I... <laughs> um, that I can have a quiet home and be content in that. And, um, and then for them to go off and learn how to live apart. So I would, I, every year they would get separated into three different cabins. Um, they were at the same camp but in different, and they were so mad at me the mm. first year. And I, I felt like a terrible mother too. Like, uh, but I knew it was for a purpose. Like I'm not doing this for fun. You know, this is all for a purpose for all of us to strengthen its time. Um, you know, we're teenage, you're teenagers now. And, um, and I also wanted um, they're in public school in Arizona here. And I also, so I wanted them to have a community where they could strengthen their faith. Um, and that this is one way we, we chose to do that. And it's, it, it was the, probably the best investment we made oh. in our family. So 
Oh, so good. And speaking of that, them being in the public schools, were they um, involved in high school in like a youth group or how else did you nurture their faith? I'm, I'm thinking of all the questions I know listeners are going <laughs> to um, Well, they, they actually didn't care for, for the youth group too much where we're at sure. in church, but they, they come with, they would come to big church service with us, which mm-hmm. I absolutely love worship, yep. worship, worshiping as a family together. Um, but we did, um, take medical mission trips in the summers. Mm, wow. Um, yeah, through actually mm. our kids dentist, which oh, wow. ended up being through our church, but it was all Lord, Lord driven. And, yep. um, and so we met so many amazing people and that's another thing I, I'm being on mentors. Like I want mm. people to come in, come alongside yeah. us and pour into my children. And, and so that was one way that we would do that. So they, we, they would go and they would see all these, you know, doctors and nurses are coming and, um, healing people, you know, with their gift. And, and it's, so that's what we would do instead of entertaining vacations sure. um, awesome. for, for probably their high school years. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And one so of my good. sons is going to school to be an, um, I, th- I can't even hardly say it, but an epidemiologist, I think. Yeah. Oh, wow. Because, uh, awesome. because of one of the doctors that he met on that trip. So, yeah. So that's very that's cool. Some of the ways we've tried to rally people yes. um, around our family to strengthen all of our faith. Yep. I love that. Just again, it's that intentionality. It's parenting on purpose as your book mm-hmm. is titled. It's, it's really, and again, I, I really want people listening to know that there's, it's never too late to parent on purpose. And, and we understand, I mean, life is busy. It is so easy to get caught up in the rat race and all of a sudden to go, Whoa, where, where are we right now? And so I just mm-hmm. love everything you're saying. I mean, even if your child has launched, there's still those conversations you can have. There's still that intentional prayer and regrouping and saying, where we're at right now, what can we do to help prepare you for life? And I just love your heart. So good. Okay. Let me, there's so much we could talk about. (laughs) I I really, because it's your first time on the boy mom podcast, I want to get to our fun boy mom questions because I haven't had a mom of triplets on yet. So I think this is going to be fun. Um, I don't think I know a mom of triplets. You're like my first triplet mom friend. So yes, I just want to make sure I'm, I'm scanning my notes. Yeah. Tell us briefly here how, and obviously you're doing your zoom meetups and all of that. Are the kids, do, do you think, and do they want to return and live near you at home? What is it like with these triplets? Do they, do they all want to be in one place together? No, no, they don't. I don't think they do. You know, which is actually a wonderful thing, right? That, I know, I, it is. I feel like that we're, we're inter, what is it called? Interdependent, right? We depend yes. on each other, but we're not dependent on each other. 100%. And I know I keep saying, wait a minute, this, I guess this is what I raised them to do. Totally. Um, and everybody's yes. like, we're not coming back to Arizona. That, I'm like, well, we'll follow you. But we'll, I was going mean, to say, have space for us to visit. <laughs> yeah, time time will tell. I mean, right? But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, we're only two months into the launch. To, and right. our one son, we just took last week, our hockey mm-hmm. playing son. So. That was kind of a blessing, wasn't it? That you uh, could have that delay and kind of dragged totally it out a little bit. To, yeah, meant to yeah. be because... I agree. Yeah, we, <laughs> we only had to launch the two and then I got him home for another... I uh, think we had an extra was, six weeks with him. God's, so. God's grace. God's mercy yes, on you there. Absolutely. I love it. <laughs> okay. Well, if you're ready, let's just dive in. I have a couple final questions I want to ask and then I'll send everyone over to get your book and um, follow you and hopefully hear you speak if we get to do things like speak again one day. Mm, I know. (laughs) Okay. So I would love to hear from you. uh, And I I really need to make a a running list somewhere um, of all the boy mom essentials. I want to hear a boy mom essential, something you can't imagine raising boys without. And this is anything goes, any category, what comes to your mind? What comes to my mind is conversation starters. I, I just feel like the, we, I always have different ones. Um, on, on our dining table, because as the boys have gotten older, you know, they don't talk as much or as easily mm-hmm. or, you know, sure. as deeply. Mm-hmm. And so it's a, it's a, just an easy way that we've, we can pull out questions and it's usually our youngest son. He loves it and he'll pull mm-hmm. one out and then everybody goes around and talks and laughs mm-hmm. and wow. just the conversation becomes so much richer, um, with these conversation starters, but without them, I, we, we would still talk, but it would be at, at a different level. And so that's a tool that I highly recommend that, you know, keeps our boys talking, whether awesome. they want do to you or have, not. 
Right, exactly. Do you have um, conversation starters on your website or is there a specific, where do you get them from? Where can well, people find I good like, ones? I do have some on my website according to the season. I'll put put some on there. So if people sign up for my uh, email, then you'll usually find those. But I have a um, one on our table right now. It's called To Gather. I don't know if you've heard of it, but um, it's awesome. It's a sticker book actually. And so you peel the sticker off and um, it's a very unique product. So it's called To Gather. That's what we're using right now and uh, has some really unique, you know, questions that get you. I love it. Yeah. So so cool. Okay. Then second question. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, was there a time you can remember with your sons that you just felt like, oh my goodness, I'm a boy mom. This is a boy house. What Something they said, did, or dragged in that made you really aware of your status as hashtag boy mom. Oh my gosh. I mean, this could be a daily, I could tell you daily, I think, but it's just my garage. Like I, uh, yeah. like, I barely have room for a car in there with all <laughs> yeah. of their shoes and sports equipment. And, and probably and big shoes. You guys are tall, right? You have oh, a really yeah, tall, tall family. Like we're how tall. tall are all of you? I have to hear. I see um, pictures. Well, I'm five nine, and they're all taller than me. So okay, um, okay, yeah, the, they range to six too. four to five nine. Wow, <laughs> yeah, we only accept tall people in this <laughs> in this home. <laughs> but I wouldn't but, fit in. No, how tall are you? I'm not even five foot four. People are always surprised. They think I'm taller, but I'm yeah. like five three and three quarters. So I'm a shorty. Aww, I always I wanted to be five four. <laughs> I always wanted to be five nine. <laughs> See, we always want something we 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 just we do. the, the Lord right. didn't bless us with. But um, you know, the funny thing with the shoes is my sons have always had a shoe business together. Oh, that's right. Um, Tell us yeah. about that. So, well, they started that in middle school with their with their dad, just like an eBay business. Because love it. Once again, I think it's important to have our kids working together. Yep. You know, um, and I'm big on you know entrepreneurial skills, uh-huh. and so. We have uh, the Nordstrom Return Center is here in Phoenix, mm, and so they nice. could go and buy, you know, no Nike shoes, and then they would resell them on eBay. And Stop. so, oh so they're very, goodness. very skilled at thrifting. And, and they did and well. Did they have they made some good money along they the way? Have, but during COVID, like you couldn't shop, right? You couldn't go get the mm. shoes. So they turned to like offer up, and they were buying weights. Yep. So they were buying big oh. groups of weights and then reselling oh. them to people. And oh, oh they're they're funny. But, um, awesome. so they can sell anything to anybody. Um, I love it. but my garage is full of shoes because they get them cheaper, you know, they get sure. them a lot cheaper than in the, at the mall. And so yeah. therefore we have way more stinky I shoes that I'm tripping <laughs> over just trying to get in the door, but I almost don't want to clean them up too yeah, right now because no. they're gone and it's kind of yeah. makes me smile. Like, yeah. Aww. And it, and I got a lot of hot, hockey and baseball and soccer equipment all around. So I just think every time I open my garage door is just a reminder that I am a boy mom. Yes. Signs of life. I call that just signs of boyhood, good life. Okay. (laughs) And now I'd like to ask if there is something you would say, if you, as who you are today could speak to a younger Amy, maybe just getting started. (laughs) Is there something you've learned along the way, a piece of wisdom you would speak to your younger self? Oh my gosh. Just to relax probably. Just to, you know, just to, to relax and, and, and enjoy the process and enjoy the crazy because it ends, it, it goes, it goes fast. And I'm glad I caught on to that, you know, several years ago, um, for the last stretch of my, my parenting, but I wish I would have, I don't know, embraced that when they were babies even, because I was just trying to get through it. Um, mm, and, I know. and, you know, and for obvious reasons yeah. when, they, yeah. when they were, you know, young survival. and I had a, yeah, I was in survival mode for a long time. And, and as you know what, and that's the other thing when you, when I, I think when people read my book or they hear all the different things that I've done or did, and I mean, that didn't just, it's a work in progress, right? That was most of this stuff was not on my mind when I was had babies and toddlers and um, younger kids, right? I, I just learned um, as I went along and I, and I'd love to, to watch other moms who are ahead of me. I'm still doing mm, that, right? Same. I want to be inspired yes. and, and learn. And that's my hope is that, um, uh, you know, is that my, my work and my life and my motherhood is um, encouraging, you know, other, other moms to, I'm um, not, not judging them, right? It's not, it's not at all, oh, well, I'm better because I am doing this. No, it's, no. it's, I'm sharing what I'm doing that's worked for me, that what hasn't worked for me, mm-hmm. um, to encourage other moms coming behind me 
um, that they, maybe they can make more courageous decisions or do things differently than their family member, you know, their sister or their neighbor. And and I'm taking ideas from you too, right? We're, mm-hmm. I, that's the that's beautiful thing. Is. Yes, I love it. I and you're doing a great job at it, and I just love your heart. So thank you for what you do. And if people want to hop on and find you, follow you, um, again, we'll link to you in the show notes. But if somebody is on their smartphone right now and they want to track you down, where can they go? Yeah. Find me on Instagram is kind of where I like to hang out right now. It's, it's fun and easy. On, and my um, I'm at Amy L. Carney, C-A-R-N-E-Y. Mm-hmm. I am on Facebook, uh, second, secondly. Uh, mm-hmm. And then um, just my website is my name, amycarney.com. Mm, I love it. Can you tell us what this product is that's coming out in January? Mm-hmm. Well, it's already on my shop in my, in my, yeah, but I'm moving toward legacy, uh, legacy line, legacy leaving, um, because I had cervical cancer eight, eight years ago. Um, and it just, it just made me realize that if I, you know, if the Lord were to take me at that time, what was I leaving behind for my kids to know who I am, who I was? Um, and, and so I'm creating a simple line um, to help people create meaningful keepsakes that tell a story. So that's where I'm headed next. <laughs> awesome. I can't wait to check that out. And we will link to that as well in show notes. Well, Amy, I, I hope you and I can hang out in person one day. I just love you and your heart and everything that you're about. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And you know, I used to work at Chaminade University. So ah, maybe, there we go. I need We've to got make a visit. We do. And I also want to give a shout out too to who introduced us. Yes. So Dennis Trittine, which I always said his name wrong, but that's how you say his last name, right? Trittine. Who is um, just, he's actually lives in my hometown of Gig Harbor, Washington, and he has written a number of books. And Amy and I both have um, become friends with Dennis over time. And he introduced us knowing that we would be fast friends. Mm -hmm. So a shout out to Dennis. I'll link to him and his website and his books too. And Dennis um, was a voice in my character training course. And he has been a favorite part of that course. Um, our interview is really powerful. So um, just love him and appreciate what he does too. Yes. Dennis is awesome. He is. Well, mm-hmm. Amy, God bless you. Thank you. I, I'll be thinking about you as our boys are both away and hope to have you back on the show another time. Okay. Thank you so much, Monica. All right. Aloha. Okay, friends, I hope you enjoyed that and you found some inspiration and encouragement for your own parenting in that conversation. Now, I'll be linking to Amy, to her book, all the places you can follow her in the show notes, which are always found at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. And this is episode 81. Okay, guys, if you haven't subscribed to this podcast yet, I hope you will. And also, if you haven't left a rating or review yet, this would be a great time to do it. As soon as this episode ends, you can just scroll down on your phone find those five stars, tap on them, and leave a few words about what you love most about the Boy Mom Podcast. Also want to thank you again for spreading the word about this podcast. One of my favorite ways to see you doing that is when you snap a screenshot of whatever episode you're listening to and you share it to your Instagram story or anywhere on social media and tag me on Instagram. I'm at Monica Swanson underscore. I always try to reshare those and they always encourage me. So thank you so much. And guys, we have some really great episodes coming up as we go into the holiday season. So stick around and have a wonderful rest of your week. Until next time, aloha. Aloha.